I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources, Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I'm your guest host, Lee Lonsberry. This segment, we're going to talk about e-bikes. Uh, there was a recent secretarial order issued by the Secretary of the Interior, David Bernhardt, uh, which would allow e-bikes uh, on all public lands where conventional bikes uh, are already allowed. Uh, on the line, we have the acting director of the National Park Service, uh, Dan Smith. Mr. Smith, how are you, sir? Lee, I'm fine this afternoon. How are you? Not too bad. I need, uh, I feel, I owe you an apology. Uh, also, in full disclosure, I, uh, I, used to, I used to work at this radio station. They've asked me back to guest host. Uh, my full-time job is I'm, I'm a staffer for Rob Bishop. Uh, so we're big fans of, of Access and certainty and all the things uh, that I know the department is working towards. Uh, but here's where I own an, an apology. In the in the last segment, we were talking about presidential debates and if uh, uh, one could maybe make its way out here to Utah. I made reference to Utah's Mighty Five. That used to be true, but you and I, sir, know that with the dedication of the uh, Golden Spike National Historical Park, that we in fact have a sixth national park out here, if you'll agree. Uh, I would agree because I worked very closely with uh, Mr. Bishop on that, and certainly uh, your your uh, mighty five was obviously successful enough, but a mighty six is certainly worth the visit. Uh, Super Golden six. Spike is very worth the visit there, yes. Yeah, Mighty Five's history. Uh, listen, I, I've asked you on the line here today because of this secretarial order uh, put forth by the the Interior Department Secretary. Uh, it applies to all agencies uh, under the department. That includes uh, your agency, sir, the National Park Service, as well as Fish and Wildlife, Bureau of Land Management, and Bureau of Reclamation. We'll talk, though, just specifically today with you about the National Park Service. What, uh, uh, if I might start off, what does this mean to uh, folks' ability to enjoy the National Park? And what uh, what are what is the change? Well, uh, we're the first one uh, to come out. The the uh, secretary order uh, has the other bureaus will follow us. Basically, we've done this administratively through the parks uh, superintendents compendium, which is uh, a document for policy in each park unit. And basically, we're trying to re- increase recreational opportunities through the use of e-bikes because they're such a phenomenon around the country now. Basically, we were caught in a catch-22 where we didn't have a definition for e-bikes. You were either a bicycle or you were a motor vehicle. And what we've done in the in the uh, compendium uh, that the direction uh, the direction I've just given is we now are defining an e-bike as a bicycle, and basically uh, it has a small electric motor to assist, uh, but we also require you to pedal as you take advantage of that assist. So we 
basically have said an e-bicycle should be considered as a bicycle uh, within these parks, especially on roads and bike paths. When it moves off into anything such as discrete trails or whatever else, their superintendents have full discretion on whether or not they would they would allow them uh, on those type of areas. So it basically has allowed for those people who, who have the e-bikes to use them legally in national parks. Who uh, do you anticipate will take advantage of this new uh, ability or this new freedom or this new access? We we know for certain the way they're selling the United States is is people who are a little bit older or maybe with a little bit of a disability, uh, wounded warriors, uh, people who can use that that electric motor assist will have a lot of that usage. Uh, in the bigger community, there it does go to one class bike that that mountain bikers use, which which I certainly don't know the details on how that would work. Well, the mountain bikers I know are doing 35 or 40 or 50 miles an hour. But basically, we're talking about a population of people. They can be any age or whatever else, but who, who have an, an assist up a hill or whatever can use an e-bike to do that. But basically, they'll be used the same way bicycles are. Nothing really different as far as none of these will be in wilderness areas. And uh, there'll be discretion as to what other type of trails they go on. Over the weekend, again, oh, sorry. this is not just in your beautiful parks in, in Utah. This is also an issue for our urban parks. So this is nationwide that we're implementing this. Sure. Uh, over the weekend, I read shortly after the secretarial order uh, was uh, released, I read in the USA Today there were some folks who uh, were a little bit nervous about this, that it might cause uh, undue damage to the trails, it might cause overcrowding, it might lead to congestion, uh, which would degrade the enjoyment of all folks. What do you say to that, and what, what do you anticipate along those lines? Well, again, because I've allowed discretion of my superintendents, uh, they certainly would be able to, to, if there is any type of crowding, they'd be able to make the correct judgment on that. Um, there are so many communities who use trails, whether it's a hiker or horseback riders or, or mountain bikers. Um, Park by park, there'll be discretion on where the, with where this really becomes an issue. My view from here and signing the directive is that's a 10 or 15 percentile of any of that type of confusion. Basically, 80 to 90 percent of this is going to make sense to most of the people that have e-bikes and want to ride them on a bike tra- a bike trail or or on a road in a park. So we'll wait and see as as we roll this out over the next 30 days. Park by park, we'll see if we have those type of issues. The superintendents can limit it either through um, public safety reasons or, or a, a cultural resource or natural resource reasons. And as they do limit them, then we'll, we'll have them report that to us and we'll be able to, uh, to discern whether we really have the type of problems that some people are talking about. And the other thing I'll mention is that we are going to start immediately to promulgate a rule. We actually have done this under an administrative authority, but we will go into a rulemaking very shortly that actually will allow the public comment and, and allow a lot more uh, interest come in as we, as we move forward to make this actually a, a code of federal regulation rule, which we would hope we'd have out by next spring. Sure. Take it, take me back, please, to the the beginning. What was what was the genesis of this? Was there a, a was there an employee on staff who said, "Hey, you know, I'd like uh, I'd like Grandma to get out in the woods with me." Unfortunately, she she can't quite uh, keep up on my bike. Where did this effort all start? Well, it's 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 the phenomenon of of electric bikes are becoming the biggest part of sales right now. Um, I I addressed the the Airstream people at their rendezvous a month or so ago, and and one of the people asked about e-bikes, and I said we were working on that, and about 35 people applauded 
because obviously when they get to a campsite and want to park that big trailer but yet get around the park, these are people that will use a bicycle or an e-bike. We heard about the example at Grand Teton where Jackson and all those communities have them and yet come into the park on a wonderful bike path that goes for miles up past the refuge and into the park. Technically, we didn't have a regulation that allowed them. So it came to us from various sources around the country. It came to us as a health issue, as an issue for some that are disabled. Uh, it came to us that this it exists. These are selling all over the country. And so it came to us from a diff- lot of different avenues to address, and that's why we have done this, to basically increase recreational opportunity and to actually define them as bicycles and not as motor vehicles. Lastly, sir, let me ask you, you, you mentioned a, a scaled rollout uh, a scaled rollout of this. Uh, where, w- which parks will see access uh, like this opened up to first? Well, it's the, the, of course, the guidance has just gone out within this last week. There's 30 days. Uh, there'll be, some parks have been waiting for this because they haven't been able to, to truly deal with it. So some parks will immediately, uh, know what's going to be open. Other ones will have, uh, take more time on that. But for the park service, it'll be within the next 30 days. For the other land manage, management agencies at Interior, it'll take a while longer for them to really look and see what they're going to do for their, for their different uh, locations. Everything in, in the, um, Park Service compendium that we're dealing with, it leaves discretion with the local land manager, and I believe that the other agencies, the other bureaus in the department, it will also be at the discretion of local land managers to make sense of this. And again, they're the people that are closest to the issue. They're the people that will make the good common sense out of it. Have you heard any inklings of the attitudes out of the folks managing Utah Parks? Say that one more time, Lee. Have you heard any inklings, or, or, or do, do, can you predict the, the behavior of the superintendents overseeing the Utah parks? No, I've not heard anything at all. There'll, there'll be some unique situations in Utah, just like there will be in other parks. But, no, I, I basically uh, have heard nothing back from, from superintendents. That'll, that'll come in the next few weeks as they do implement this. And, and that'll be where they, um, you know, where they allow it, because it is just like traditional bicycle use, or where, because of a public health or safety issue or a natural resource or cultural resource issue, they want to limit them. That'll come in in that 30 days and beyond as they really see what changes are going to be made in the various parks. But um, you know, I can see situations in Utah where uh, uh, at Zion, where they'll be very useful. I can see once you park your car at um, uh, at the arches where we're going around that circular path there would work. So, But again, all those will be sp- specific park by park as they make good decisions on how to manage this. Outstanding. We've been speaking to the acting director of the National Park Service, Dan Smith. Uh, he's informed us uh, all the details uh, relating to the National Park Service with this new secretarial order put forth by the Secretary of the Interior, Mr. Bernhardt. Uh, e-bikes uh, will now be allowed on all public lands where conventional bicycles are allowed. Uh, stick around. When we come back, we're going to speak to the owner of a bike shop who specializes in e-bikes. He's going to tell us exactly who's buying them, exactly who's riding them, and what this new order may mean for, for for his business and our enjoyment. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, 
but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. Welcome back to Inside Sources. I'm your guest host, Lee Lonsberry. Throughout the day, we've been covering a number of topics from Hurricane Dorian. We learned about uh, what qualifies a Category 5, how that's defined. Uh, we, we learned about some of the red flag law attempts uh, here in the state of Utah as well as uh, across the nation. Uh, we then uh, moved in the, into the last segment to talk to the acting director of the National Park Service, Dan Smith. He was telling us uh, some of the details related to a secretarial order put forth by the Department of the Interior, David Burns heart allowing now for e-bikes to be used on all public lands across the country where conventional bikes are already allowed. Uh, we learned that over the next 30 days, the national parks around the, the country will will work out some plans on how to unroll this new rule and how to really open up access to folks who may otherwise not be able to enjoy the parks uh, on a bicycle, that being uh, maybe the elderly or the disabled or uh, maybe the folks who just have a tough time pedaling a bicycle. This this new technology uh, will allow them to do just that. And now I'm talking like I'm some kind of expert on this technology. I know nothing about it. And so we brought uh, into the studio uh, Matt Passy. He's the co-owner of uh, Salt Lake e-bikes. I asked him before uh, before the segment. I said, "So you're the owner?" And he says, "Co-owner, co-owner. My wife, uh, my wife is the owner." <laughs> and so he said, he set me straight. Uh, uh, I'll tell you what, Matt. W- what's an e-bike? Uh, it's an electric bike. Okay. Um, Go on. What what, uh, what what sets it apart from a, a conventional? So bike? there's a there's a motor. There's going to be two kinds of motors. You're going to have a, a hub drive or a mid drive. And a hub is what? Hub is like in the wheels, right? Correct. The hub will be usually on the rear or the front. Okay. And then the the mid-drive, that's the one that interacts mostly with the pedaling. Yes. And it's typically the chain will pull that. Okay. Pull the motor. So Those pretty popular? Uh, yep. 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 Uh, uh, you, you rode here on one. Is that right? Uh, yep. I do about 40 miles a day Jeez. on a commute. So. Now, you, you may have just become aware of this new deal where uh, the national parks will now allow e-bikes. Uh, that's probably going to be good for business, right? Yeah, we threw a party for that. Yeah. We were very excited. Um, if you've been to Zions, um, it makes sure. sense. It definitely makes sense. What, what kind of folks do you predict will be uh, taking advantage of this new rule? I think everybody. I think uh, everyone will take advantage of it. Um, uh, everybody's riding it. Um, anyone that hasn't been riding a bike will get on them and they just they fall in love. Um, How long have these e-bikes been around? <sighs> when did you first? I mean, I mean technically, they they came out, you know, the turn of the century. <laughs> oh, so <laughs> go on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give us a history lesson. Well, I, I couldn't go into it, but if you look it up, um, they've been around for a long time. Um, they didn't take off till a couple of years ago. Um, you can go back. There's turn there's, of the century. This one or the last one? The, <laughs> like 1800s and the 1900s. 1900s. If you look at it, go okay. go Google it online. Uh, they have electric. They, they were using batteries uh, to to move bikes. And so okay, that, that was one of the first ones. But um, the bikes really, I I think probably in the last two to three years. Um, I remember two three years ago, a kid came up to me at Smith's and he he looks at my hand and goes, "What's an e bike?" And I'm like. 
you don't know what an electric bike is? <laughs> you know, so I, I think everyone knows, but um, there's still people out there that don't don't know what an electric bike is. Uh, so there are, have been some criticisms of this secretarial order, uh, and I think many of those criticisms have come from folks who uh, think that an e-bike is the same thing as a motorcycle. Correct. What's the, what's the difference between a motorcycle and an e-bike? Uh, typically, an e-bike is going to be under 750 watt. Um, there are bikes out there that are two, 3,000 watt motorcycles. I mean, those are electric motorcycles. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's what they're, they're referring to. But a normal electric bike that's under a 750 um, that you just pedal, I don't think you're going to have issues like everyone's saying. Motorcycles don't have pedals. E-bikes do have pedals. Correct. Some of these uh, these huge electric motorcycle bikes, they'll put pedals on them, and you can obviously see it's 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 an overkill. Yeah. You know. So anything under about a seven fifty, I think, is the Utah law. Okay. Um, for the the electric bikes. So I mean, it's. Uh, Sorry, what was your question? <laughs> it was really just the, the the difference between a motorcycle and an e bike. Um, but but let me ask you now: d- describe the folks that are describe the folks that are consuming e bikes. Who's showing up to your shop um, and buying e bikes? Who is going to take one of those e bikes and then make their way over to the national parks? Um, the, the commuters are doing it. That that's a big one here in Utah. I um, see I see a lot of a folks lot in of suits. commuting. Yep, they'll get out there and commute. Um, older people, um, also people that come out of surgery. I've seen a lot of knee. Uh, you know, knee surgery where they're just like, hey, I want to get back. Um, you know, it's, you can get out there and exercise. And so it's a lot easier. Yeah. You talked uh, in the break about uh, uh, about conversions. You're able to convert a conventional bike into a uh, into an e-bike? Absolutely. We do trikes. Um, pretty much any bike out there you can convert. Um, if you have enough money and time, you can do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that may be true for a lot of things. Uh, let me ask you this: uh, there, there are folks who hear e-bikes and they think of they think of these scooters that collect up out yeah, there, yeah. and uh, there is like evolving etiquette uh, with these scooters. Yeah. I am assuming that you, sir, haven't been exposed to these bikes for a long time. Yeah. There is an etiquette associated with the use of these bikes, an etiquette which sure. should probably best be applied to folks enjoying them at the national parks. Describe, uh, please talk, or at least talk to us about this etiquette. What should folks do uh, if they're riding an etiquette or uh, riding an e-bike not to disturb those around them? Be obviously be courtesy. You know, um, as long as you're courtesy, stay off the sidewalks, is what I would tell you. Um, stay in the bike lanes. Uh, and, and just common sense. If you're on trails, do you stay to the left, stay to the right? Common, is there a bell? Common sense. I, you know, in our bike shop, you hear all of the stories. Um, Draper, Corner Canyon, I heard probably like five stories this weekend. Because we do rent bikes and people do ride them up there. And we always, you know, be courteous. Um, that, that's the main thing. These stories you mentioned, those accidents or what, what do you mean? Uh, you know, it's, I think Feel it's free. More, Just don't name names. Tell I, us I, the stories. I, uh, Frank. No, <laughs> I, I think it's when people get to the top. Um, I hear, I guess the most story I hear is they come into the shop and they're like, how did you hear about it? He goes, well, I got to the top of this hill and this guy was behind me the whole time. And he's like, pass me, pass me. And he keeps going, he keeps going. And then he finally gets to the top and he finds out the guy that was on this tail was on an e-bike. <laughs> Mm, <laughs> you know? I got gotcha. you. You know, and it's like, you know. So your pride's a little beat. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, 
I don't know if you guys have mountain biked or gone I mountain biked a bit, yeah, and did yeah, some road cycling until it's I hard. cracked my collarbone. It's a lot of work. It is a lot of work. And when you go out there and you see these guys and they go 15, 10 miles and you're just like up there with your e-bike, you feel bad. You bring them lunch or water. Yeah. <laughs> so, but um, the e-bikes gives access to everybody. Is it, is it for athletes as well? I think a lot of athletes do it. If you're commuting home, um, you could be riding an e-bike home. Uh, and then you can go train. I actually have people that do that. Yeah. That. Very good. Uh, well, all right. Very good. Uh, you predict you predicted this new uh, ruling that the fact that now the national parks will allow e-bikes on their trails that'll be good for your business, sir, in the e-bike yeah. business. I, I predict the e-bikes <laughs> will be like a smartphone. Everyone will have. Oh it, my! And it will be in every house. Is what I think. It's, right. it's, it's an alternative communication. You know, you can commute, go to the store, uh, go to your friend's house that's two miles away. Why would you take your car? No. Right. You know? Well, very good. Uh, we, we've been speaking to uh, Matt Passy here. He is the co-owner, along with his wife, of Salt Lake e-bikes. Uh, we've learned a lot here. We, uh, in the next thirty days or so, we're going to be able to ride these e-bikes on the trails of the National Park Service.